editor's note, so this podcast does not the best audio quality, and I apologize for that. Um, James had something in the background playing, and it was a little bit distracting, and it was a little bit off, um, and I try to correct it here and there, but it's just part of his audio, and whenever I try to correct it, it makes the quality of the vocals worse, so I did what I could, but um, it may sound a little bit artificial, I'm just trying to keep it as good as I can without making you know, too many edits, so it's just unfortunately how it happened. So I just want to give everyone a heads up before we get started about the audio quality being less than stellar in this episode. Warning, this podcast contains spoilers. Warning, this podcast contains spoilers. Let's go watch it in 2D. No, let's go watch it in 3D. But if we watch it in 3D, then is it worth the cost? Rodan. Kidora. Oh my. They're everywhere. It's comforting. Our planet will perish. Hang on, kid! And so will we. Unless we set Godzilla free. This time we join him. That's messed up. Good thing he's on our side. Beautiful. Here we go. This is Godzilla's world. We just live in it. Damn right. Godzilla rated PG-13. Hello, this is Adolf. I have with me Jake. Howdy. And James. Hello. And we are doing the Godzilla King of the Monsters spoilerific review. So if you haven't seen the movie, pause it and uh, come back and watch it. If you don't care about spoilers, continue on. This is your warning. The warning. Warning, this podcast contains spoilers. Warning, this podcast contains spoilers. So James, what are your thoughts on Godzilla King of the Monsters? Okay, well, um, without any spoilers, just a quick summary. I think that this one's an improvement over the other one, like the the one released in 2014. I don't know if you ever, you've seen that one. Yeah, we've all seen it. Okay. Uh, um, I think in a lot of ways this is a, a step in the right direction. Uh, but, you know, as we'll discuss, it does, you know, there are some things that they that they need to work on, you know. Right, what would you give it? I honestly, I, I think, I think a seven out of ten is fair. That's exactly what me and Jake gave it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's. I I would say the the last movie was maybe a five or six. It's a seven, so certainly, you know, you know, I I I, I do think you know we'll get into you know the film in a moment, but. I think one thing this film does really well on is uh, it really does answer the criticism of not enough Godzilla. Like, I do feel that there was enough of him on the screen 
And I do think that they also, um, the filmmakers were able to kind of divide up the time that all the kaiju get. So you feel like, you know, no one's really misused, I guess, you know. Even though there are, like, a lot of kaiju in the film. Yeah. Um, I do feel like they get enough action, enough fights. So, James, do you want to go over the plot over um, how things go? Yes. Okay, so um, this film picks up kind of where the um, last film left off. And what they do is they kind of do a Batman versus Superman thing where, like, the film starts at the very, like, you know, end of the, of the last film, kind of. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, where they have a perspective from another character and the other character we didn't know about before. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then, yeah. you know, you know that, that's kind of how the main character is roped into this, you know. He's, you know, said to be um, at the very end of the last movie. And one thing that's interesting is um, about the main character who, you know, human characters, I always forget their names because, honestly, uh, human characters aren't the reason why I watch the movies. Uh, but, you know, the main character, he, um, one thing that's interesting about him is that he, uh, like, studies animals and studies, like, cats and things. And so one thing that's interesting and, and pretty cool that they actually do with the film is he's able to use his skills to kind of, like, try and figure out what the kaiju are doing. And, you know, sometimes that feels a little bit contrived, but because it's like, well, how would you know about these, you know, ancient creatures that they're going to act exactly like normal animals? But um, that's pretty cool. So basically what happens is... Um, you know, they they work for a organization called Monarch, which is basically the the uh, this the monster universe equivalent to Shield. That's the best way to describe it. You know, uh, Shield and and Marvel's like the the defense agency against aliens. Well, this is like the defense slash like you know support group for Kaiju and. Um, Basically, what happens is that they're all looking for Godzilla because he's been missing for a long time. And um, what happens is that there's, of course, villains, right? And villains, uh, for some reason, want to awaken uh, Ghidorah. And so they basically go to Antarctica and they blow, I, I don't know how, how they knew blowing up the place would, would wake, wake up the dragon, but it does. So, you know, they set some mines there, blows up the ice, and of course, King Dwarf flies out. And uh, Godzilla happens to uh, show up really quickly, which kind of weird. I mean, they do explain how, like, he uses currents to travel super fast between the different continents. Which I mean, kind of, kind of crazy, but whatever. Uh, he shows up really fast. He, he has like a fight in the snow with uh, King Ghidorah, and then King Ghidorah flies away. And one thing that I kind of like is that about this film is, um, it's not just like there's not just one big fight at the end. There's sort of like it's spaced out. 
like he'll fight him one time in the snow and then one time like in the ocean and then a final time in like the big city in the, well the ruins of like i think la or something so yeah what would you what would you guys think about it all right let me get some character names out here <laughs> um so carl uh kyle chandler plays mark russell we got Vera Faringa uh, as Dr. Emma Russell. Their daughter, um, Millie Bobby Brown, is Madison Russell. And um, the villain is Alan or Charles Dance, a.k.a. Alan Jonah. So Alan Jonah wants to um, unleash them all the monsters in the world because he wants to, you know, screw humanity and it's fixed the environment and um dr uh emma has this machine to help communicate with mothra and um it makes basically it's like a universal translator from like star trek but like it signifies like who the alpha is so that way they listen to it and um and emma starts working with the villain which is Anne and Jonah, and um yeah uh mark russell um is against emma his ex-wife working with them but madison's there with them yeah and um then we get the fight like you said and the government is like no we have to kill a godzilla so basically they nuke godzilla in the ocean which kills godzilla or at least Dramatically hurts it. Uh, it. <laughs> I missing anything, Jake? No. Yeah, and he pretty much uh, and Godzilla pretty much swims off to his atomic bachelor pad in the center of the Earth, uh, which reminded me a whole lot of Seat uh, of Cetopia from uh, the old uh, Showa series uh, episode movie. Uh, Godzilla versus um, was it uh, me- is it Megatron? That's the they're fighting on the World Trade Center buildings. Um, yeah, I I actually I, I, just just for a side note, one thing that I like to like to say about this film is um, I really like the world building they have in in like for the MonsterVerse in this in this film because like. A lot, because okay, I, in the original, you know, in the original uh, Japanese film, um, where kaiju come from, what their purpose is, and things are kind of like, you, you know, how the movies are always like loosely connected, and so sometimes like they change. You know, Mothra is pretty consistent about where she comes from, but oh, like Godzilla and and all the others are kind of like you make it up as you go along. But one thing I liked about this film is that they kind of like clearly stated, you know, okay, well, these, these beings who, you know, they call the Titans in this film, and I'll call them Kaiju for some reason. I, I guess, I guess because it's like an American thing, but yeah, they, they call them the Titans. They existed like long before uh, time began. And, and they were explained as like the, um, like the original gods that people worship. And um, the, the way that they explain it is like, okay, so the reason why humans can, can uh, create a signal or whatever to 
communicate with the kaiju is because humans are now the alpha, so to say, of the planet Earth. And I, uh, while that is, is, some people say that's kind of corny, I kind of like that because it's like, you know, it is true. You know, humans basically have dominated the world. And just because we're not the size of Godzilla, but, you know, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We are the dominant species on the planet. Yeah. So and I I like that. I like the I like the fact that another thing too is um I like how Godzilla is portrayed in uh in in this film series because it's closer to the way he is in in some of the Japanese films where he's more like the protector of Earth than he is uh like you know just a destructive atomic force that's like an allegory for you know the tragedy of nuclear waste or whatever i like i like that and i know that you know that's how godzilla started out that's what the first film implied but you know i much much rather like the hero godzilla more i think there's more to it and i'm glad that they went for that um another thing too that i like is uh the whole lore about king Ghidorah. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. I like the fact that the twist is that, you know, the bad guys think, okay, by reawakening King Ghidorah, we're going to set the order back. But, actually, King Ghidorah is an alien, and, uh, actually, he's evil. (laughs) And he doesn't come from uh, planet Earth. He just wants to destroy it. So I I think that that was kind of a cool twist that, you know, He's not from here. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Jake? Uh-huh. It's, it's, it's a cool, like, you, you really don't see that coming. It's like, you just think, oh, well, all these monsters come from, you know, Earth or whatever. Because, you know, a, a reminder, up until this point, you know, all the kaiju that we've seen are, you know, Earth-bound kaiju. And so this is basically implying, you know, aliens and stuff, which has been a big part of the Japanese film, but not mm-hmm. the American one. You know, yeah. I, I, I don't know if you've seen most of, Jap- most of the kaiju from the Japanese Godzilla films come from space. So, mm-hmm. you know, which I like, which I like a lot more actually than, you know, they're from here because that's a, that's a huge creature, you know, where is it hiding? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Another thing too that I, that I do like, and you could you could claim that it's a it's a it's a cash grab or whatever. They're just they're just doing it to make money, like Sony was. But um, I I do like the fact that you know they casually reference Kong and stuff. I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. Although I will say um, I did find it kind of weird how. Um, how Skull Island, like they didn't cut to Skull Island ever, because like, uh, you know, this is affecting all these different kaiju. It would have been cool to, you know, in a film, it's like, you know, either Godzilla or King Ghidorah, who is ever in control, they like emit these waves or whatever, and they cause the kaiju to like either flip out or be more docile. And I thought it would have been cool to show like maybe King Kong wasn't affected by it or something. I don't know, maybe that would have been cool. Yeah, I had the feeling they were saving stuff. There was stuff they wanted to put in this movie 
but they're saving it for uh, King Kong uh, versus uh, it's or is it this time? No, it's Godzilla versus King Kong this time. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, here's the interesting thing about the film. Um, uh, I will say that it doesn't necessarily have a and and correct me if you believe this is wrong, but at least for me, I don't believe that it had a proper like uh, three act structure in the sense of really the entire film is humans, the humans uh, chasing the kaiju wherever they go. And mm-hmm. because of that, because of that, uh, a lot of people, a lot of critics were saying, oh, well, there's too much kaiju in the film. There's too much monsters. There's too much fighting. There's not enough. And, you know, I counter and say, you know, read the title of the film. I mean, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, like, are you really going to complain when that's the film that they give you? So, if you anything, I mean? uh, if there was anything, I, I really thought the Russell family could have yeah. been completely excised from this movie and it not only would have not heard it, probably would have improved it. Actually, yeah, I, I will say that too because it sort of has like, you know, in Jurassic World, you know, the quality with the, the family and the divorce. Uh-huh. Like, well, why the heck, why do we need this? I don't... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I even said on my review that uh, I thought they were, they were acting like they were in a different movie. Yeah. It's like, a winking King Ghidorah won't bring him back. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, okay. Right. Yeah, and there were also a lot of things these characters did that the scientists should have done, but the only yeah. reason they had the muscles do them is because, oh, we've got this family we have to shove in here somehow, even though they yeah. don't belong. James, what do you think of the environmental message? Um, I kind of liked it. I kind of like the whole, uh, um... Are you talking about like the environmental, the eco terrorists, as in like that they want to restart? The, I think that that's just, that's kind of cool, honestly. It's like if they're gonna push an environmental message, might might as well it be about like resurrecting monsters to destroy the world? Kind of, kind of badass. <laughs> <laughs> but I do kind of like how. Uh, they were bamboozled because uh, the eco-terrorists didn't know that King Ghidorah wasn't from Earth. So, that was cool. Alright, James, what do you think of the fight scenes? Um, I really like the, um, I really like the, uh, what's it? The final battle. I think that's the best, so I will give the criticism that unfortunately all the fight scenes take place in, like, the dark. Like, none of them take place in the day, which I didn't really like. You know what I mean? Mm. They're all dark. They're all rainy. They're all ugly looking. Yeah. Yeah. Like, everyone, everything was hideous. Like, why can't I just see the monsters in the daylight? You know? Um, the, the Japanese movies uh, did a really good job of, like, having day and night scenes, but they were always extremely visible. 
You know what I mean? Like, even in the nighttime, you could see everything. You know, it wasn't a problem. And, you know, I keep making comparisons because uh, really the what I get from these uh, the legendary films is that they're trying to kind of copy. You know, they're trying to take inspiration from the Tojo films. And that's, that's fine. Yeah. Um, it's just... Uh, I think that there's a little bit more that they can learn. One element is, is the fact that you need to be able to see the kaiju, you know. I didn't like how, you know, in a lot of a lot of the fights they would cut like okay, they show, you know, Godzilla and then they cut back and then they'd show the, the kid like the kids and the family them them watching and then like <gasps> like it happened too sporadically. I didn't like that. Yeah. I just want to focus on the monsters. Yeah, I think the camera work definitely needed some, you know, stabilize the camera, get some better shots out there. It, it really drove me crazy sometimes when I was like, zoom out, zoom out, for God's sake, zoom out. Let me see the whole picture. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, they need more of, like, shots where um, it's just, like, you know, the entire fight scene. Again, Toho films do really good job of doing that. They, they, I don't, you know, the camera work that they do to show the fight a lot better. And another thing that really bothers me is in every single fight scene, there's like interruptions. I, for, for the criticism that the last film got about there not being enough fight scenes, at least. From what I remember, at least, uh, when at the very end, when Godzilla is fighting the um, uh, the the two, you know, monsters, I forget their names, the Maoa or something. Um, when he's fighting the two of them, it doesn't really cut back to the humans at all. It just it's just like ten straight minutes of a fight scene, and that's more what I want. Yeah. Mhm. I agree fully. Toho films do that too. Just gotta, you know, bring that back. It's like always reel it back to the original. That you know, the original films have just like okay, you had two hours of humans, last ten minutes, all Godzilla. Yeah. Okay, it sounds like we all kind of liked it and we all basically have the same opinion of it, right? Uh-huh. Yes. So, I will say this. What do you guys think about the future after? Because, here's the thing. From what I understand, this film did pretty well. So, what do you guys what do you guys think about the future after Kong? Do you think that there's going to be like a, a phase two? Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen, unfortunately. I don't know. I think a lot. I think Toho is going to wait and see how uh, Godzilla versus King, because the the contract with Legendary and Warner Brothers is up. Uh, they're getting uh, Shin Godzilla did a lot better than they thought it would do, so they're like weighing. Okay, do we um, jump? While this is still re- relatively hot, because I mean Shin Godzilla, like I said, did a lot better than everybody thought it would do. 
I yes. mean, app. It won. It won the Japanese equivalent of the Academy Award. It made a buttload of money. Uh, they made. They managed to make Godzilla scary again. Of course, yeah. they also made him. Uh, and uh, I bought the weird changes when he, you know, evolved, because that kind of made sense why the government just dismissed him and didn't throw everything at him at first. So that's why that worked for me. But well, it's back to the movie we're discussing. Uh, but I think Toho was like trying to decide because the contract is they can't put out a Godzilla movie the same year that legendary does so i i could see them almost uh joining forces with resources but i think a lot is going to depend on how well uh, godzilla versus king kong does yeah so i got some numbers here james godzilla king of the monsters was a budget of 170 million and you know you could add another 100 for um ads and so that'd be like almost 300 and worldwide box office is 339 so it's not a flop but i think they wanted more money out of it hmm yeah it sounds like it's breaking even just about but i mean they definitely want more than break even you know uh-huh. yeah all right well i guess that's gonna be it for this podcast bye all right before this podcast ends i want to give a thank you to my patrons Right now, we have a one patron, which is David from Spain, and I want to thank you for your financial support. All right, so that's going to be it for this podcast. We now have a Patreon, and the link is in the description. Uh, thanks for watching. And we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, a little bit everywhere. Just look for us, 3D or 2D. And of course, review us on iTunes. And if you want to write us a letter, our email address is email3d42d at gmail.com. So that's going to be it. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone.